Welcome to Everything Imaginable, a podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochulillo. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cochulillo, and today we have Laura Schwamm, psychic medium and healer and coach and a whole bunch of other things as well. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, so what, uh, what brought you down this journey from the beginning? Like, how did you become or realize, uh, that you were psychic? Was it something that you learned or was it something that you were born with? We're all born psychic, but I mean, I didn't know that I was psychic. If anything, I went to a lot of psychics. Um, I grew up in a family that was very imbalanced. My father got cancer over seven times, seven, eight times, along with upper and lower back surgery, two hip replacements. He was a brilliant man, but didn't like himself he drank he had problems he had behaviorisms that were in alignment with that my mother was just as mentally sick as my father was physically sick so my mother tried to kill me several times and i lived more from a survival standpoint which is a gut so which overrides the um the logical analytical mind um, but I didn't know this growing up. As I said, I went to many psychics because part of growing up in balanced was I formed many behaviorisms that blocked me from manifesting good health, wealth, and all around emotional fulfillment because I had behaviorisms and characters that blocked me from that because I was taught in an environment not to like myself, not to love myself. So it really wasn't until I left my ex-husband with my son that was one that I began to get real intuitive insight. Really, when I got pregnant, I knew I was supposed to have my son. And that's a whole other story. But that was crazy. It went from one crazy situation into another because that's what happens when you are brought up in an environment that teaches you that you're not worthy and that you're not good enough and your you know your environment teaches you um behaviorisms you mm-hmm. we inherit those behaviorisms from our family and family karma that's what it's about so i inherited that family karma and i didn't realize that i had any psychic ability until i wound up way into my late 20s and i wound up um like I said, leaving my ex-husband and that was in my early twenties, but I was again guided. But then by the time that I had, you know, like a few years later, I guess I came to the realization that I was psychic because I, I wound up calling a radio show and they asked me to be on the radio show. They said that I was psychic. I didn't believe I was psychic. I know that that sounds crazy and it sounds ridiculous. Um, I was just talking to them about, I was calling up to get an actually free psychic reading and I wound up 
being on hold with the guy from the radio, telling him a little bit about what I was experiencing. Like I was going through an awakening at the time and I didn't know it though. And he was like, and he kept asking me if I wanted to be on his radio show um, to have my own show. And I was ignoring him because I thought he didn't know what he was talking about. And he was like, kind of like, don't you know what I'm asking you? Like, what are you, stupid? I'm offering you your own show when you're denying. He also wanted me to pay for my own show. But it was also like he saw capability there. Uh And I wound up doing my show. But I was in as much shock as the people on the other end that were receiving the insight because I didn't know. And really, the whole time I was, I can honestly say, when I was growing up, into my, you know, when I had gotten married and then I had my son and it was crazy time with that. And then into one crazy time, into another, into all the relationships. The only thing that was consistent that I can say was I was always talking to God. I was always looking for God. I wasn't looking to be psychic. I was going to psychics to get advisory for myself because church wasn't working. So that brought me to again, realizing again that I had capabilities, but I was really doing it more from a Christian perspective, I'd say. So like, like, cause as, as we're all different types of psychics. And so you're asking me how I came to my path. It was many different twists and turns, you know, but it was tumultuous and it was mainly through healing myself. And it was through that little story that I told you about my upbringing and then connecting mm-hmm. to God and where I am now and why I told you about the Christian metaphysics, because that's really where I'm going deeper into now. Right. I saw that you had a book about that. And, yes. and it's interesting because um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, excited about this book out of all my books because i i think some people may find that contradictory that yes they um, do i love it <laughs> like some people will, will you know look at metaphysics and psychics and tarot readers and divination as, as uh, the devil's work they do they do but if you really know scripture and you understand that first of all God made, I'm teaching from the Christian perspective now, uh, um, that God created a man, but he only created that man because we wouldn't understand what love was. So he taught us the characteristics of love through living in a very imbalanced environment, through having to be friends with liars and cheaters and people that stole and people that persecuted him and people that actually crucified him and he was asked to forgive and he did forgive so he depicted the character of love god said i knew that no one would be able to do that he was like why because it's again it showed it in past history and it's human nature so i i gave my only son so i sacrificed my only son but that son Again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside us because when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge, he said, well, 
I, you still have to learn because I told you not to eat from the tree of knowledge, but the serpent came by and they told you half a truth and you believe that half truth. And now there's consequences, but I love you so much anyway. I give you the gift of Holy Spirit, which I am with you. You're not in the kingdom of heaven. You're on a very dysfunctional earth, a very imbalanced earth. One again, that's was one that Jesus had to walk to where he, you know, had to live amongst liars, robbers, thieves, again, in a very imbalanced world. And so, but Jesus was God. So he knew how to like depict that character, but we ate from that tree of knowledge or we inherited that karma from our brother and sister, Adam and Eve. And we wanted to learn because that's what happened when we ate from the tree. So we're learning. So to deny the spirit inside, the Holy Spirit inside of you contradicts the Bible, contradicts. I don't need to go to church to listen to some guy tell me about his experiences. That doesn't help my healing. God says, only I can change your mind and your heart. How do you think he does that? He brings you the people, the situations, and the experiences to do so. But how do you think you know? Do you know just from your mind? No, the mind is is known that it's it's half. It's theological and it's analytical, but it's mainly based on the past and it's mainly all about survival. But the spirit part of self is God part of self, which is a love part of self that you and I are kept are tapped into right now, but I'm also tapped into every single person that's going to listen to this because mm-hmm. they're going to resonate, but they're not resonating with the mind. They're right. resonating through the heart and through the gut, which are the God centers. So God says, again, you're here on the physical plane to give and receive of love. But again, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know what love was. So I made a man. You're supposed to depict the character of love. So how is that if I don't tap into my spirit? How is that if I don't know what my spiritual centers are? The spiritual centers are the chakras, but what are the chakras? Chakras represent psychological and emotional aspects of self, which are spiritual. Which again, when I'm talking about alchemy, I'm talking about transmutation and integration of spiritual blocks. Spiritual blocks are those karmic blocks, which again are those ne- uh, those negative vibrations of the core beliefs of not worthy, not good enough, shameful. It's again what we're tra- taught from society. It's again every time you go for a job and you're like, no, not good enough. Or you're told, oh, what kind of car do you drive? Not good enough. Again, every day our environment is telling us you're not good enough. You're not safe. You're not well, but, and don't tap into your spirit. Your spirit is, again, is part of your mind. Mm-hmm. It's a way of thinking. The spiritual war is over your mind and where you choose to think. And if you don't, not grounded in the spirit, but where's the spirit? The spirit is not the love and light, what the people are talking about. Not love and light of all ego. No, it's not my ego. It's the love and light of, of God, of Christianity of 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 the god part of self that's coming here that said one day heaven will be on earth and how is that well he, when he comes again through the character of man so when people are going to sit there and say oh you're not psychic psychic means mind and you're ignorant that's what i have to say about that right. because you don't know about 
that it's again, we have gifts, we have spiritual gifts. They're in the Bible. It says the gift of um, being able to, you know, perceive or what is the, like, there's a thousand, the gift of healing, the mm -hmm. gift of tongues, the gift of, well, how would these gifts come about? Why would we have these gifts? Why would we get these gifts? To give and receive of love. That's why. And also to manifest. Why? Because God made us in his image. Why? Because he said he wanted to learn. And again, it made us in his image. He loved us. So our bodies and mind are self-healing organisms. So when I'm talking spiritual alchemy and I'm talking about metaphysics, I'm talking about the laws of science, the laws of nature, but they line up with the same as the laws of God because the laws of nature and the laws of God are the same. Right. Then, and they're all based on the laws of love. So people that, again, say all oh, metaphysics, like they, again, coming from this, this very, like, I don't know, like limited and Bible belty way. And believe me, I live in, down here in the South and I've run into a few people and I have no problem stating it how it is. And they can never come back and say anything. Right. Because everything lines up. It's like, so your problem is, it's like you have people that go to church and they think that they know, and then they're mean to everybody. And they're also like putting, like, again, God says only, you guys are not allowed to do anything except for love. Mm. If the person's gay, you're supposed to love. You're not supposed to judge. They'll say, oh, well, didn't they say that that's a, that's a sin? And, and God would say, and didn't I say that nobody would be able to pass my law? So what's the difference between his sin and your sin? Oh, a lie is less than being gay? God says, I don't look at it like that. Sin is sin. It's on the same level. You murder somebody, sin. You want you did this, you're you're paying more attention to Facebook, sin than me, sin. We all sin there. So we're all sinners. God says, I knew that. That's why I gave my only son. But you're gonna depict the character of man, you're gonna learn those spiritual lessons one way or the other. If you don't learn them. And it says in the Bible, what we resist persists. And when you're going to keep getting the same spiritual lesson, which is what karma is, by the way, what is reaped is what is sown or what is sown is what is reaped. I always get it backwards, but it's like you plant corn, you're getting corn. It's like, well, family, there's society karma, which is what we're all living now. And then there is, you know, family karma. And then there's your own karma. And there's lessons to be learned. And it says in the Bible, 700 generations, meaning you're going to inherit. So a lot of what we see with, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and the slavery, that's, again, this is all this karma coming up now. It's like where people have felt like pushed down and segregated. And so they have a voice. But is it 100%? No, it's a little distorted. So it's, again, because... When people have lived in balance for so long, their perception is off. It's just known fact. And your habits and your behaviorisms are based on your perceptions. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, if people don't understand what healing is about, and they don't, then they don't understand about the integration of the spiritual lessons. And then it, they need to be rooted in something. And you need to back it up with science and psychology. 
Otherwise, people are always going to turn around and say, well, why are you saying the Catholic Christian? I'll say, honey, sit, wait, let me get the book for you and spell it out because you don't know. It's like, instead of putting limitations, but the problem is there's been so many people that are psychics that are, again, robbed because they don't, and you know why? Because they sit with their storefront and they wait for the people to come in. They're not, God says, if you're in this field, it's like, you need to be healed. And it's like, again, because only I'm going to be able to change your mind and your heart about certain things about yourself and your experiences. So it's, again, when I do a reading and I see God work through me, that's a win for me. It's, again, because the whole time I'm like, I don't really know if this is going to work out, you know, because I'm there's a human part of me. There's a, there's a dust part of me. There's an ego part of me that's lived experiences that haven't seen success. So understand, I would need to, again, I need that, I'm a little needy. I need that constant confirmation. Like, we're going to get there. It's going to work out. See, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Because it's, again, overstimulation when you're a sensitive. I'm a sensitive. I get, then I can't think. And then I get anxiety. And then I get emotional. So there's a whole thing of, again, of integration, Integration is not just of the mind. Once we teach spiritual lessons mm-hmm. and how to heal with shadow work, which by the way, I have my shadow work of deck here that I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> and that's uh, that teaches you how to integrate the shadow aspects of self. Once you're able to do that, it's like you've healed the mind, but there's a whole other body part that needs to be healed as well. And that's because again, a lot of times once you've been conditioned in an environment to live in survival, you automatically react instead of logically think. You can't mindfully think. So you become living a lot of times from your past experiences instead of through now or, or you're living through your fears. So, and that really affects your body again, with overstimulation. And when you're living in survival mode, you can't think, you can't learn, you can't digest food. It's a whole physical outlet, which is why my father had cancer as many times as he did, because living in survival mode suppresses the immune system. You know, your chakras, excuse me, your chakras are connected again with your immune system, really all systems of your endocrinean system because again the seven major chakras are in alignment again are exactly where your seven main endocrinean glands are so those psychological and emotional imbalances when we live in survival or we think certain things about ourselves and our character is off again those behaviorisms are going to activate certain dna on and off because again sickness and disease is only five percent inherited so we say, well, how did so-and-so get, oh, it's inherited. No, he inherited behaviorisms, habits, which again, activated the same gene that, you know, grandpa did, but grandpa lived on a war on a, on a plantation and was living through a war where, you know, you're not, 
But due to the behaviorisms, you also now have activated the, you know, your, your certain DNAs on and off, which are programmed through, again, conditioning of your nervous system, which affects your immune system. So if you don't know spirituality and you don't know metaphysics and you don't understand, then you're not, you don't really have any prevention for disease. Not enough. You're going to be really like dependent on the doctors, which you don't want to do again, which is another karmic thing where we're all living victimization, where God says, that's not me people. Again, one day I'm coming on earth and I'm not victimized, honey. You guys are victimized. Mm -hmm. It was like, why? Because you don't even know how your body works. It's like, and you don't know how the mind works and you don't know about spiritual laws. And there's a whole, there's a whole life out there that it's again, so people know they have a hard time manifesting their life. They can't create their heaven on earth. The promise is, give me my day of daily bread. God says, no problem. Be like childlike, which are you? No, you're in fear. And, you know, one day heaven will be on earth. When? When God comes again through the character of man. Well, what are your spiritual issues? If people aren't asking themselves that. We're in trouble because that's what the problem is that you see in the outside world right now. It's like, and that's what my hope is with my products and my work and my education is that and I kind of feel like I was prepared for that due to like the family that I was brought up in and I and again knowing like I wasn't supposed to make it out of high school they said so good luck you'll get married that's what they told me you'll get married it was like instead of no you can do whatever you want so it's again no I lived more from that spirit part of self and the spirit part itself overrides that mental, logical, analytical mind. Hmm. Really long answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it? How did um? How how does this all help you overcome the trauma that you experience? Like. <clears throat> The healing part of it, like like most of the psychics I've have talked to, actually all almost all of them have had traumatic uh, childhoods or upbringings. Uh, it's definitely like one of the common denominators, and um, and I would say like each one has sort of found their own way to navigate it to come to a point where they can help others. Um, and, and and do you think that that you know you've had your own journey and reached this point? So, so you can help other people, you know, also do the same thing. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, we understand that that's what it is, that your spiritual wounds turn to spiritual gifts. And part of the gift is to give of that. It's again, it makes, makes you feel, it makes you feel, first of all, you can heal the people that are in your life that are perceived to have done what they've done to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, because a lot of times, whoever was whoever was doing the abusing had made that person feel inadequate. So being able to do the healing work makes you of me feel adequate. It's again that's part of it. 
that's what I was saying before that because there's a dust part of myself and I've lived those experiences that that I have can perceive myself as not capable, not good enough, not allowing that it won't work out and having all these anxieties that when I'm doing the readings and the readings people like their readings it's like that's a a god saying saying to me you can do it you can do it it's because like I said I found that space and that space where you're just connecting to spirit and and there's a trust there Mm -hmm. and trust is based on the fact that I've been doing it for a really long time and I can relate. Doesn't mean that all the time that their readings people are like, yeah, perfect reading. It's like sometimes it's, it's always an accurate reading, but whether the people are willing to hear what they need to be here a lot of times, sometimes, not a lot of times, but every now and again, you'll get somebody that's not where the where when I first started, that used to bother me. And it used to be like, oh my God, and it used to affect me. Now I'm like, that was, that was, that's on you. You know, you didn't get, you didn't get it, think about it. And that shows the healing because I have something to gauge. And the gauge is like, I've been doing readings for X amount of years and it always works out. It's like, it most of the time always works out. And that, you don't have to be perfect. We shoot for excellence mm-hmm. as long as we're doing it. So I think that everyone finds their gift of style through, you know, through, yes, self, self-healing, self-mastery, you know, but it's, it's in order to heal other people because you're a vibration of who's going to come to you. And so we're not in charge of actually who comes to us. The universe brings us people that hold our energy vibration, which means they need exactly what we're giving. So we're again, just, and what that teaches is again, healing our root chakra, which is connection to mother and father, connection to the earth, connection to the physical body, meaning I can be present. And being that we're able to do that through work which is again the root chakra which is connection to money so and can and by doing it and embodying it and sharing it consistently is the only way that many of us healers would be able to heal our spiritual wounds Hmm. and that's the whole thing too by this in in the law in the bible it says that god said you're down there to learn you're not separate from me well if you were bashed down and constantly taught you weren't good enough and not and you live those experiences well you'd have to you know see a bigger person by the like again see yourself in a much grander light hopefully by the time that you die than in the beginning you know and the only way that that would happen is through your spiritual path because again you're not we're not logically being guided we're being guided through our spirit, by our gut, by our heart, by our soul. So it's again, which is teaching us, it's not about what we were taught in the physical world. It's more about that everybody can manifest their heaven on earth again. And that's to give and receive of love so that we get enough love. Otherwise we're looking for love in all the wrong places. 
and the, and getting hurt by it. So, when you do a reading, um, how does it work for you? Uh, do you do you uh, have visions? Do you hear? Is it audio? You know, audio? Because um, I know like different psychics have different ways of connecting. Some some uh, will see symbols or letters. I think like for the most part, I just have have psychic knowing, which is claircognance, mm-hmm. um, which is mainly felt like almost like as clairsentient a little bit where, I, which I also have that ability, but it's mainly claircognance, the one where it's like, I just know, I don't know how I know, I just know. Um, but the clairsentient is a feeling and I've had, I grew up with that one a lot, but I felt like after a while, I got so overstimulated by my environment that I couldn't tap into what I was feeling anymore. Because when you're living in survival mode, you get stuck and freeze and then you don't know what you're feeling. So then again, from living in that state, I just automatically lived from my claircognizant state, which is great for psychic stuff, but it wasn't good for school you know, because that's a different mm-hmm. part of the brain. So I had problems in school because of it, but my claircognizance is very strong because I lived mainly from that part of my brain. Hmm. Do I see things? I, I have to say like sometimes in mediumship readings, I do, you do hear and you do, you know, you, you, you are using your senses. Do they come in all the time? No. Um, the primary, I have two primaries, which are the claircognizance and clairsentience, but mm-hmm. it's like when I'm doing mediumship readings, I can get the clairaugustus, which is clear smelling and, um, and, and the other ones. How about spirit guides? Do you ever rely on spirit guides for information? Never. I talk to God. I don't talk to anybody else. It's like, I call it God, who knows whether it is. I mean, I like to think that it is. I mean, but I like, I don't, I don't, I never, I never did that. I know a lot of mediums did that, but the difference is, is that I didn't go to school to train as a medium and and I didn't read any books to become a medium again, or to become a psychic. I was remember in the beginning of your podcast, I explained how I mm-hmm. became. So again, spirit guides never came into the equation. The only person that I was concerned with was the man upstairs that gave me those parents and the shitty life that I was living. It was like, and that's who I was talking to on a regular. It was like, I wasn't really. And so by the time I wound up doing even mediumship, I was, it was like, I was thrown into Casadega, working at Casadega where they do them. And they were like, do me. And I was like, I don't know if I can do mediumship readings. And they were like, you channel all the time. But I was channeling again, God. So when I got certified, Stephen Herman said, you need to take it down a notch. He was like, stop talking. Like, again, like, no need to talk to this person. Talk to the people down here. Mm. It's again to like tap in. So my natural ability is mainly to go to there, but it's like when people want mediumship readings, yes, then I get the the other. 
Hmm. So you had direct communication with God? I, again, I feel like it is um, because God is ubiquitous and he mm -hmm. is everywhere and he is always listening. And I know this because I'll give you an example. When I left my ex-husband, I said, I said, God, you act like you're here. If you were really here, you'd be sitting right here, but you're not right here. I said, I'm by myself. I have this kid. And it was like, I was freaking out. And at that time, I was a chain smoker, was literally talking to myself with my kid in the backseat of the car, going into the house, apartment at the time. And about maybe an hour later, there's a knock and it's my babysitter who was supposed to start babysitting for me the next day. She backs out on me. She turns around to me and she says, you know, like her and her mother, that it wouldn't be fair for the kid to work because she didn't want to do it, yada, yada, yada. So she leaves. So I literally was like, oh my God, I said, I don't have time to put an ad in the newspaper. I don't have time for this, that, the other. I walked in to a Chinese restaurant, literally 15 minutes later, I walked, I said, come on, Roger, right after about 15 minutes later, the lady left, I was hungry, we grabbed my kid, we walked across the street, there's a Chinese like takeout. And as I walk in, I see two women sitting there, a mother and a daughter. I'm not thinking nothing, the mother looks mad, to be honest, she was like looking at her daughter and the daughter was like this, like, and I was like, didn't think anything of it. I go in, I said, can I get some sweet and sour chicken? I didn't know I was psychic. I was never psychic before I went to psychics. Mm -hmm. I hear in my head, ask. I'm like, can I get an egg roll with that? And I heard again, ask, like not that ask, ask. So I turn around, I look at the girl, I said, you wouldn't have to want to babysit, would you? She jumps up. She's like, yes, yes, yes. She hands me her phone number after we exchange, you know, and we talk a little, I go across the street. I say, God, what am I going to get? I don't know what I'm supposed to pay this girl. I don't know how much money I'm going to make. Um, I, I was, at the time, I was a hairdresser, and I was not a good hairdresser. I was working at the cheapest hair salon that there was called the Lemon Tree. If people brought in a coupon, they got their hair cut for like $5. I'm not lying. It was like, and there were coupons everywhere. And so it's like, but... It was a job that I had and it was open late at night because again, Queens is kind of like the city. So it was open a lot later and um, long and short, they babysat for my son for seven years after that for $3 an hour, because that's what spirit told me. And they stayed in our lives. They became like almost like adopted my son as their own like Christmas, they said, come over. We have a whole tree full of presents for him. My parents didn't have presents for my son. They did acted like they didn't know who we were anymore. But here it was that God told me that I need, should have the baby, that I shouldn't abort it, that I should have it. And he wanted me to have that, my son, because it was like, you don't love yourself enough. I didn't know that at that time, but he knew that I would love my son enough. And that would be the catalyst for me healing. And then when I left to move, I only left because I said, why do I want to live around people that are not nice to me? I'd rather move where I don't know anybody. So we picked up, we moved to Queens because spirit told me that I should. And then once I went there, it was like, I met the babysitter, the babysat. I became a hairdresser. Um, again, not a very good one. 
I made mistakes along the way, believe me. At one time, I stole money from the register because I couldn't afford to pay my babysitter. And I heard God say, come clean, come clean. I, I did everything that that God would tell me. He would, again, I would get off track. He would put me right back on. We put on track because I said I didn't have anybody. It was like I had people that wanted me to fail. It's like my, I was married out of the house and my mother like was trying to end that relationship. She was crazy. She was so mentally off that mm. she wanted to like just ruin the relationship because she was like, couldn't bear to see anyone love me because she didn't love herself. And it was like, it was a crazy situation. And it was like, and I shouldn't have won, meaning I shouldn't have won where a be where when I say one meaning living here, because I had asthma so bad, I would have to be on intravenous to keep my lungs open. Was a chain smoker that was nervous, that it had adrenal fatigue, that lived in survival mode. It's again, that wasn't digesting my food. When you have adrenal fatigue that bad, you have asthma really bad, you're not breathing. So I had all these things where it was like I was getting myself off track and God was intuitively telling me, you need to do this. And I would then do it. And I was doing it, not even present. And he was getting me to the place that I needed to be. And the only person that I was talking to, I was not talking to spirit guides. I was not talking to anybody else. The only person who I was talking to was God. That was it. And your intuition and is your spirit part of self. And your spirit part of self is a God part of self. So I don't need to talk to spirit guides when I have God. Why would I talk to the mayor when I can talk to like the president? You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm gonna go to the top person. I'm gonna go to the number one person. I'm gonna go to, how am I supposed to live where I can create my heaven on earth being that I, came from this place and I've adapted all these behaviorisms and it's no archangel or anybody like that. Yes, they symbolize things, but I don't really feel like I need to call on this angel Ariel and angel this one to protect me. It's not that I don't believe in them. I do, but it's like, I don't think your power is strong enough for me. I go to this person because I know this person's power is strong enough for me for where I'm going. Because where I'm going is I'm going to hell. When, it, when I'm going to hell in cleaning out wounds, spiritual issues, it, that's where you're going. You're going to like the underworld. It's like where there's a lot of attachments and there's a lot of like cords and there's a lot of, you know, just darkness. Right. Is that the shadow work that you, you mentioned? Yes. The shadow work is all about that. So you so know? what what how, how does one do that? Is that like uh like when you do shadow work with somebody, is that kind of like psychotherapy or like like how does that work? Different types of shadow work. Well, how I did it is that I like I made a deck, an oracle deck, and each card on the deck. This deck isn't even open. This, like each card on the deck represents the psychological and emotional aspects. So you'll see words, like I'll, I'll open up the workbook because it comes with a workbook. It'll come, like some of the words is like deluded, mm -hmm. dark night of the soul, cycle of life, cruel, you know, compassion, 
their karmic programs. So you'll see like words like that and also malicious, manic, you know, needy. So if you notice their characteristics. So this workbook teaches you um, not just how to integrate the spiritual part of self through different exercises, healing exercises, such as reframing and such as finding what your core beliefs are and such as like um like uh doing body scans and meditations there's a lot of different exercises in here but it also teaches you how to do readings for yourself and healings for yourself so you'd say well readings for yourself well i'm asking about money and i got um i got needy well what did the heck does that mean well needy means like obviously it's a lower energy so there's a need there's like a sense that you don't feel like you can have it that there is a sense that someone pulled it so it's again teaching a person how to work with their intuition how to work with their high, higher self, the God part of self, because how intuition works. And so this workbook also teaches psychic development as well as healing. And it's through like, again, an Oracle system where you can just pull a card every day and meditate on it. And, and like I said, and each word will like explain what, you know, what, it actually represents again character wise as well as like um an example of um how you can how how you can depict that that particular character right so i think um and it's like i said it's through the different types of 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 um you know oracle different oracle spreads that you can do that are in this book um but the whole point is when you're pulling a card and it says something, a word, it's like, you know, maliciousness. You focus on it. You meditate on it. You see how you feel about it. You, again, and see what comes up first. And you'd be like, well, I'm not malicious, but the first person that came up was my mother. Okay. So then you can say, well, how did that experience like affect you like you say well that that person just she was nasty she was like well how did that person make you feel so shadow work is there to actually make you dig deeper is what i'm getting at you're right. using a card as a trigger to help or a starting point because like i said a lot of times with root chakra issues as well as shadow work as well as anything like we want to know where is our ground? Where is our starting point? Where do I mm -hmm. start? It's like that simple. So really that's what a shadow, like a shadow shadow system is integrating the, uh, at the your spiritual blocks. And like I said, do, through doing certain meditations and through doing certain like exercises in the book, you're able to understand what your blocks are. But I have to say, a lot of people already know what a large majority of their blocks are. Mm -hmm. Like, And sometimes we don't know what all of them are, but just beginning to, to clear the first block, it's like peeling an onion where you get to, oh, here's another block, and you begin to work through that. And then 
I also have another one, which is the Christian affirmation deck, healing Christian deck. And that's, I feel like if people want to not just do the shadow work, but they're saying, well, I want to like, I want to recondition my mind. I want to reprogram my mind because again, neurological pathways are grooves in your mind that were created from not just behaviorisms that were done repetitiously, but thought patterns that were. So you want to reprogram your mind. And you. so I tell people always to like read anything spiritual. It doesn't need to be like Christian related. It needs to be like spiritual related and healing type related and, and, whether that's um, um, thinking grow rich <laughs> or whether that's reading like um, the, the laws of the mind or science of the mind, you know, or whether you're reading the Bible and doing Christian affirmations is one surefire way. It's again, because again, every scripture in the Bible tells you what you're allowed to have, what you're supposed to have. People, again, don't even know what they're entitled to. So they're like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't. I feel bad taking that. Or I don't feel right. No, because you lived in a society that tells you that you're not. And I hate to say it now, but now for a lot of people, they're going to be taught just because they're white or whatever that they're privileged. So it's like, where I don't believe anybody is privileged living unless they're really wealthy, which if they worked for it, it's whatever. But it's like, what I'm trying to get at is there was always going to be someone or some person or some environment that tells us that we're overprivileged or that we're non-deserving for whatever reason. So again, if you live in an environment that constantly tells you that you begin to have behaviorisms built on that, and then you don't understand why your life looks a certain way. Your life looks a certain way because you created it. And people say, I don't really understand how I created it because I think I'm a good person. And I hear that all the time as a psychic. Well, you're not coming from your truth and understanding that there's actual scriptures that teach you how to do that and how to teach you to, again, get more confidence in yourself so that you're not listening to anyone tell you that you can, you can have this. You're only entitled to this, that you're coming from your truth, your highest good, from your spirit part of self from the highest good not just for you but for everybody because that's how god does it he's like don't be greedy it can't just be good for you it's got should be good for everyone collectively and that and we say well how how well through christian affirmations through again understanding the bible and again grounding it not so much going to church i mean christians will yell at me and say you're supposed to go to church and i'm sure you should I just not one of those people that do because I find it boring a lot of times and they never were able to answer any of my questions. So it's again, I found the studying and learning and integrating was more beneficial to me. And then what God does is he brings people and in the universe to me that resonate with my energy that want to learn those things as well. And that brings something to the table in that manner. So it's a little different. Uh-huh. Um, so it sounds like, like uh, the shadow work is almost like uh, self-evaluation. 
Is, would that be correct? A lot of this self-evaluation, but it's also like, again, transmission and, uh, of them and it, that's through integration. So it's, it's not just self-observation where you're like, yeah, I see that I have an eating problem or yeah, I see I have an anger problem or yeah, I see that I have that anger problem because my boyfriend did it or my, I grew up in an environment, but it's to say, what are your behaviorisms that came from that? And what are you gonna do to change those behaviorisms? And and it, and understanding and critiquing it. So it's not just un, like where I'm awareness about myself is what is the exercise that you're gonna do to integrate? What is the habit? What is the ritual that you're gonna do? Like for instance, for me, I grew up in an environment that they screamed at me all the time. My mother screamed. So I used to go like this. I used to be hunched over my shoulders. If you still look, they're still a little bit curved in. So recondition, what am I going to self-observe? Yeah, I know that, but I have to do the other part, which is work out with the trainer like three times a week. That makes me do exercises that are very uncomfortable to recondition my posture because this is uncomfortable. And But again, this is going to make me hump back. So again, I had to recondition that. It's like through body-mind work. I chose to work out with the gym, with the trainer. Some people will work, choose to do the Alexander technique. Again, through your gift to style, through what resonates with you and what works with your lifestyle is how you integrate it. But one needs to integrate it. Again, um, if you grew up in an environment where you got screamed at all the time, and so you can't think or you get nervous around authority and you become overstimulated, being observant about that, well, that's mighty fine, but guess what? The next interview you go on, observant ain't gonna help you. What are you gonna do from now until that interview? Breath work, um, cryo machine, uh, body mind medicine it's a whole reconditioning thing and where it's again it's not just observation there's a lot of people that again they observe and they don't heal anything that was my father yeah I got cancer I fixed it they took the cancer out but it came right back because again you didn't change anything it's like you have to again you have to turn that DNA back off you have to, so shadow work, there's exercises in this workbook because you have to, you have to integrate the spiritual lesson. You have to, again, reprogram your body, which again, reprogramming your body means you're reconditioning your cells as well, because your cells, how do you think disease is manifested? Through again, your thoughts and being out of balance and through those behaviorisms. So you're actually like really healing from a very deep layer. It's not just observation, it's observation and integration and alchemy, like I said. And that's alchemy is done, can be done through many different tools and, and um, modal, healing modalities. Doesn't need to be specific, just specific to what your spirit resonates with a lot of times. Hmm. When doing mediumship, do you ever use mediumship to help people um, repair relationships that were messed up when people were still alive? Yeah, sure. Well, I think um, I think that that's part of being a medium. It's like we came from our own messed up uh, experiences. So it's like, and we have a hard time forgiving. So we get 
people, again, God brings us people that have very similar scenarios to channel a message through to them that, again, a lot of times we resonate with. It's the same thing within healing. We'll channel a message for someone to be like, hey, I feel like I can use that too. And God says, yeah, well, it's again, this was best for everybody involved. It's like, so if the shoe fits, wear it. Mm -hmm. So it's, you do. Um, for me, I get a lot of um, people that have, you know, they have inherited behaviorisms from their loved ones. And they, um, and they also haven't forgiven their loved one. And mainly from a lot of times because that behaviorism that they're still carrying is blocking them, feeling like they did this to me. They ruined my life. It's like where it's like they didn't ruin your life. It's like they're angry. They're not even looking for forgiveness. They're mad. They're like, I don't want to forgive, but I know I have to. It's like, I can't. You usually get people like that. It's like, probably because I'm a lot like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I want to, but I'm not going to. It's like until I'm, until I'm ready. So it's like where I have friends that are mediums that get people that are like, that, you know, just want to tap into a loved one. When I worked at Casadega, you got anybody and anybody. Sometimes people would ask me to tap into their cat. They'd say, what the, What did she like to eat? What do you remember? What was that I used to make her? Like they would ask me just questions mm -hmm. to and to sense the spirit. You know what I mean? To make sure, is that person still there? Is that spirit still around are you really picking up on that spirit you know sometimes that was just comforting enough for them at casadega but when people come to my house and that my business i'm pretty much niched and so people are usually coming to me with stuff that they're just i'm tired of this it's just not working mm -hmm. they're like not really even a place i like i don't really even care about my mother to be honest with you like I'm here and I want to know about my wounds. So sometimes, like I said, for the purpose of healing, mother comes in for that, but I don't go into a whole deep thing in mediumship. I don't because it's, again, to me, it's irrelevant whether or not your Aunt Mary is wearing a pink dress. It's like, again, it doesn't niche with what I do. Right. So I'm very... I don't believe in being a jack of all trades master in nothing. Interesting. Um, so, so you just kind of like when you're, when, so, when somebody comes to you, you're just able to kind of pick up um, the, you know, the blockages and the negative energy and then kind of go from there. That's how I usually do it. I go them because they're blocks. Cause when they call me, a lot of times, most people call me, they want the psychic soul reading. It's like, and if they don't, they still want it. They just don't want to pay the price for it. So mm -hmm. they'll ask for that. And then we wind up going into that a lot of times because of the way that I do readings. Meaning, I'm, I don't, will not predict your, your future because a lot of times you wouldn't like your, your prediction because you have blocks. You already know what your issues are. You want me to lie to you? You want me to tell you? Or are you going to want me to tell you something that you don't even resonate with? It's again, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you what your blocks are. Can you have that? Absolutely. We can have whatever we want to create. 
God says, if you can imagine it, you can have it. Well, what's happening from here to there? My job is to tell you what's blocking you. Mm-hmm. And so that you then have to then ground and integrate whatever the spiritual block is so that you can create with God the way that you're supposed to. Meaning once you remove that block, you still have to ground it. That's what I was saying about not, it can't just be observation. You have to ground it. That's where the magic comes in place. That's when you see the God working through you. You see God working through your environment. Otherwise, you never see support. You never see that relationship. And so if you never see that relationship 100%, you're never 100% grounded in your, in believing that you can create for yourself, that you can manifest. It's again, we all have confidence issues. How do we overcome them? Through mastery. Mastery comes in doing. So the more you do, the more that you see. And I think that that's, you know. Hmm. Um, So Is this something that like like everybody would have access to? Like one of the things that, that I always wonder about, like when people like with the whole healing and God thing, I see people sometimes, you know, it's like God abandoned them. They just God just God just right. left the building on them and said, you know what? Nope. And, and then that person ends up, you know, homeless or, or, or on the street or in jail. And, and I, you know, and I wonder like, 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 well, what happened with them? You know, like the God just like spit on them and walk away or what? I feel like God, we are all born into situations. Mm-hmm. We all have, again, God said that life down here on earth is, is never promised to be perfect. Remember, we're down here to learn. You're not going to learn through just living through flowers and rose bushes. It's not, you know, it's not like that. It's what it is. Or you can say rose bushes because there's thorns in rose bushes. So there is, you know, a lot of situations that we have no control over. So we know what is karma. Karma is not what happens to us. It's how we respond to it. So you can say, well, oh, well, great. My mother died. Yes. Because we live many lifetimes, you'd never learn that you were separate from God in one lifetime, in one lesson. A lot of times we learn the same stupid lesson a hundred times. How many times do we learn the same? And this is what makes people bitter. They're like, I can't find the right person because I keep giving. I keep giving. Yeah, because you do the same thing. Those people do the same thing over and over and over and over. That's what trauma does. It makes you stupid. It makes you like literally because you're living in fear. So you can't think. So you're just reacting. And so when we, again, just react because we haven't integrated that spiritual lesson, then what happens is you're coming from past and you're, and this is all that's in your mind is that this is what's going to happen. And what's in your mind is what we manifest. So those people unfortunately fall underneath the lines of uh, uh, in the borders of um what is it um when they say ignorant they like it's they ignorance is a spiritual disease it's the most um it's the most devastating 
because those people don't choose to be ignorant. They just weren't taught. They were taught more from a dogmatic perspective. So again, one day heaven will be on earth when we learn the, the character of God, again, when we can learn. So it doesn't mean that nothing ever bad ever happens. It means that we understand that the, our life down here, it says in the Bible, is a breath. It's very short. It feels like it's long, but it's short. And so, and that we're down here to learn and that we're born into families to learn those spiritual lessons. I can turn around and say, why did I get this mother and father? Well, it's again, I was mad at God. I talked to God the whole time. I used to curse them out say, the F you, look what you gave me this. It's like, this, these are not parents. No one could answer me at the church. They yelled at me and told me to say some stupid prayer that I couldn't remember. And the guy, I could not even understand him, to be honest with you. And it was like, couldn't give me any answers. <laughs> and so what I learned was that, again, God he talks to us it's again that i did things differently i was forced to do things differently out of the out of love out of the love of my son of having a child that i love that loved me just as much as i loved it and it's and nothing ever did before and so it's again that god gave me that that god was showing me that he was guiding me that he was changing me through the situations and the experiences that would try that I was trying to escape from through trying to discover why my life was what it was is my point. I tried to do something different. Most people don't. It's like why then did the people that grow up in a ghetto they say, oh, look, gonna grow up in a ghetto. I guess like he's gonna be poor or be a gang bang banger. Well, how come him? But then the other guy joined basketball, grew up with the same type of mother, the same crackhead father the same and he became world star basketball player why is that because there's a divinity inside of self which is a god part of self which is a supernatural part of ourself which allows us to do anything and everything that we can if we can imagine it we can create it so the difference is that those people are sitting there imagining my life is horrible. Look at Betty Sue. Her life is better than mine. Look at this. Look at this. And they become very negative. And so, again, they become victims. They're ignorant. They didn't know the spirit part of self. They didn't understand. No one ever taught them about Christian metaphysics, unfortunately. They didn't learn about how Christian affirmations could turn your life around, about they were uneducated. So they repeated the same thing. And they had the same habits that got them through the nervous cigarette smoking that gave them emphysema, gave my mother emphysema, and the drinking problem that my father had. It's again, the, because of your habits. God created the sickness. It's again, keep doing it. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. It's again, and in the Bible, it says what we resist persists. So you want to, the laws of the universe tell us you're a vibrational magnet of what is coming at you. So those people just kept experiencing experiences that held that vibration because they didn't do anything else. It's again, we have to do something else then. We have to think a different way. We have to integrate the spiritual lesson and move forward. So those people are ignorant, unfortunately. And because they were ignorant, it's a spiritual disease, spiritual disease that's devastating because those people didn't deserve it. Their society taught them. Uh, uh, again, a, a man 
with his limited perception told them, not scripture, did not tell them, God did not tell them, man told them. And in the Bible, it says, don't let the world tell you who you are. That's the first page in the Bible. Do not let the world tell you who you are, because this is actually who you are. It's like, so those people didn't know that, unfortunately, and they live life like that. And they repeated that. How come I'm not repeating the same thing that my mother and father repeated? Because it's a choice. And it's a hard choice. And you have to overcome a lot of behaviorisms. And you got to learn to get out of your own way. And a lot of people can't because they get stuck in their anxiety and depression that comes from manifestations of living in survival mode. So they're like, I literally can't think. I literally have no control over my body. I literally have no control. And that's what happens. And then they they really feel like that. And they're living in hell because that's what a hell is. That's not heaven. Mm-hmm. On earth is again, I'm living my bliss, honey. I'm doing what I love. I'm in it to win it. I'm seeing experiences. I'm creating. I'm doing. I'm manifesting. And I'm constantly seeing God work through me, seeing God work through my environment to heal my body and my mind all the time to see me become better and better and better and better to attract then better and better and better and better instead of the same limitations in my life Hmm. and i think that that's what the difference is with those people what is the point of growth like like why why do we want to be better mentally physically and spiritually when we just die in the end anyway because i believe that you live many lifetimes i believe to in order to learn that you're not separate from god you don't live one lifetime that's impossible um so you don't want to live the same undesirable life experiences and you don't want to teach your children so that and you don't want to be an example to teach society because people watch and they emulate what we do. So you want to leave this earth a little bit better than what where how you found it. That's number one. Number two, because you learn to have a real relationship with God and not that God is something that's imaginative, that lives on a cloud, that is something that you read in a book. No, it's an experience that he's embodying you, that it's a real, that it's again. And when you have that, that's what's fulfilling. When God says me first, I'm a jealous God, but understand when you do that for yourself, you're giving yourself the love by again, living your soul's path. Mm-hmm. then you're not going to give that too much to anybody. You're not going to give too much to a, a, a relationship where they disrespect you and they don't honor it. You're not going to spend your time with people that don't value you or that you're not getting anything in return for it. So you're not living better and better, better experiences. Who needs to live on this planet to live 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, in pain and suffering because that's what it is. I know I watched my parents, they were good people in spite of their behaviorisms. But it's again, they lived through pain and suffering. They lived in hell, that's why. Which made them not be able to have good relationships with their children, which is not what anyone wants. It's again, it made them 
my father sick the entire time. You think he wanted to be have cancer all those times and worry, is this time that you're going to take me out, God? Is this time you're going to take me out? It's like, this keeps happening to me. I'm inadequate. I can't trust myself. I can't trust my body. My body is a failure. It's like, you think that that's a good way to live just because it's going to die? No, we want to die saying, I left this world a better place. I left this world. Like, I left this behind. I made my mark. It's like, and I not only did that, but I had fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And I also like saw myself change and evolve but most of all the best part of it i got so fulfilled with love because you know what my mother let me down my father let me down my relationships let me down i let myself down but god never let me down and that was through my soul's path bringing me the people situations and experiences that changed my heart and my mind that helped me through a lot of these really crappy situations that happen to us in life that we say, well, why did that happen? That shouldn't have happened. My husband got hit by a cab. He's the nicest guy that ever lived. Would that Should that have happened? That wasn't fair. My father was the nicest guy too. He, again, was bullied his whole life. Was that fair? No. It's like, no, but guess what? You only stay the victim depending on how you choose to live. And you know, you want to, like, again, for all those reasons is why you would want to heal. And especially if you didn't want to do it for yourself, if you had children, you need to be the example for them. Otherwise, right. you don't care about your life, but you care, love your child. Well, then teach them by being the example instead of them having to worry about watching you screw your life up and worry about you so that they don't, they don't know how to manifest their life because they were too busy being a parent <laughs> or worrying or living in fear. So this is why. Um, so how do I know, like somebody like me, how would I know what God wants for me? Again, God talks to us all through intuition and what he wants for you from you is first of all we don't first start a lot of times by saying what does god want for me mm -hmm. a lot of times we have to say what do i love, want for myself it's like because god says you're the manifester of your own life if again you it's it's you get to choose that's what it says you choose what you want to do so you're feeding what you love to do and then what happens is you're doing it and you're becoming like water because you're just doing it so often meaning you might not get paid for it some of the interviews probably aren't that great others are really great and you're just becoming it because this is what you love to do and you're doing it every day and you're becoming like water and you're doing it in different places and then what happens is god brings you things again whether that's like other interviews i'm using your radio show as an example like well it's like again uh, other interviews and then all of a sudden 
asked you to be on their radio show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is this? They asked me to be on their radio show. And this is, and then you're like, oh, to merge together to do something else or to do something else in speaking or to do broadcasting. But you're because you're interactive and you're just doing it and you love it and you're becoming like water again, you're doing it, your intuition then acts. Because remember, our intuition comes on when we're like, not thinking about how am I going to do this? Well, how's it going to happen for me? What am I supposed to do? What is in that? It's right. no. It's, it for, me, for me, it always happens in the shower. Yeah, I was going to say in the shower, washing your hands or doing something. It's again, and that's probably where you're most relaxed. Mm-hmm. The hot water on and you're just like, ah, oh, and then it's like, oh, you know, and, and the water, the sound of the water helps you again, just get into that zone and so you get intuition, but when you're doing what you love and you're doing it so much, and so like, I'll use myself as an example, like I don't just do readings. I, I have a radio show also. I do, um, I teach classes. I work on a book. I do a lot of different things because there's a lot of hours in the day. So I'm constantly doing something related to work. And when, um, and then because I am, I get a lot of traffic. Like you asked me to do your show. Uh Then I asked me to write an article for their magazine. Then somebody else. And I, again, my intuition tells me whether it's worth it or not. Is again, whether I like the person's energy or not, Mm -hmm. I get to choose based on what I see, what I feel, whether it's again, and spirit is guiding me. And so again, logically, it made sense. I was telling, saying God, I think the week before I really, I said, I loved, I said, was looking at somebody's page and I saw that they did a podcast and I said, I used to do podcasts all the time. I'd really love to be on someone's podcast. Um, this is no lie. It's <laughs> being that I have this and then you contacted me. That was God's way of saying, there you go. It's like my intuition, sometimes it'll happen just like that. When mm-hmm. the student is ready, the teacher appears. Where other times it'll come like where if I was on Facebook and I kept seeing like a podcast show, I might be then called to reach out to that person. Right. It's again, it's that I'm using what's in my environment to help me manifest. So my intuition is what's going to lead me because I'm interactive in what I'm doing. I'm not, and sometimes my intuition may say, oh yeah, yeah, do this. And then I do it thinking, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna bring me clients or it's gonna bring me an opportunity. And it didn't bring me anything except for a friend or it brought me, you know, something that brought me to something else. Because remember, it's like you're following a trail almost. God, again, spirit never brings us the entire cake i like to say it like uh, what he does is he brings you a fork and he brings you a napkin then he brings you a plate and it's like you're picking these things up along the way and you're again learning from those things and as you're learning from those things you're developing your own gift of style right you're like i said so you're just doing what you love so someone like you i would say throw yourself into everything what you love to do which means that you have to join a lot which then you say oh i don't really like to do that and god says well that's where you need healing 
because you don't like to leave your house. You'd mm-hmm. like to be comfortable. You're too picky and choosy. So you're cutting yourself off from opportunities and you're not letting me lead you. So it's again, but if you were really doing what you love continuously, you'd be like, is it really worth it? I don't know, but I don't care. It's an opportunity. I'm doing it. Right. It's like, it's like I said, and like I said, you're becoming into this frame of mind that becomes a lot more open and you become a lot more like workable, pliable to work with. And I think that that's what it, what it is. Most people like, I don't like the way it looks or Mm -hmm. it's not happening fast enough, or is it happening? Or I don't know. It's again, so people get in their own way in that where they start, they stop, they have doubt and all that energy needs to be removed in order to really manifest, you have to really become like water, meaning less resistance. I'm not resisting. I'm just like water wears away the rock because it's consistent, not because it's so powerful. Right. It's so consistent. So you're becoming so consistent like that, that it becomes like water. It's flowing, that the energy is just the people and the situations and the experiences are what's coming to you. You're becoming that vibration of what it is that you want to attract, what it is that you're trying to manifest. So if it's not happening, God's saying, well, are you doing enough for your business? No, you're not. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and that's why. That's awesome. You know, that's actually a topic, the way you put it, you put it in a different way, but, but usually like most of my guests will put it as in like learning to become aware and to follow synchronicities. Yeah, but that's your intuition. But how? why would I become aware of anything if I'm not leading to anything? I'm always walking around looking for intuition. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, then I'm becoming overstimulated. And I think that everything's a sign then. And everything's intuition opposed to I'm actually just doing what I love. Like I'm in the shower and I'm just doing what I have to. I'm not even paying attention to that. Right. I'm just doing what I I have to do, but I, because I do this every day and it's become a habit where I get in the shower and the water comes on and I get into that ritual, Mm -hmm. I come into this state where it's like, I'm open to receiving. Well, it's the same thing when you're in the flow of what it is that you love. Right. Like you're, so then you're able to see the synchronicities. Otherwise you're not grounded to see the synchronicities or then you're thinking everything is a synchronicity. I don't know. Like for me, when I was younger, I guess it was like an issue. I was, I would overthink things and miss things and things like that. But now that I'm older, I'm I'm pretty aware. Like I, I usually know now what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do. In fact, the older I get, the, the, the louder that voice gets in my head. Well, that, that because also you already know and you've established it, but for someone that hasn't, mm-hmm. that is, and that doesn't know what their soul's purpose is, most people want to develop their intuition because they're looking to like, you know, make their life work. You know, they're like saying, my life isn't like 100%. Like I'm not manifesting the things that I want to manifest within my life. And I also don't trust myself. A lot of times people want to develop their intuition for those reasons when they come to me anyway. That's what I see. And if they have a grounding issue, then they're not in their body. And if you're not in your body, you're just not. It's again, like I said, people think that the intuition I've run into a lot of people that claim to be really spiritual and they 
get really into the signs and the symbols and all that. And then I'm like, want to just take a look at your life. Is your life like in alignment? No. So again, if you're all swirly and this and that, but your money doesn't look like that, then it's like your signs and symbols, your life needs to look like that is what I'm getting at. Mm. Like your intuition is supposed to be leading you to be able to ground your, like your, the spiritual energies and the characteristics that are going to help you manifest what it is that you're trying to manifest, whether that's good health, whether that's wealth, whether that's all around emotional fulfillment. A lot of people, they can't do that. And it's so intuition like helps us to master those things. And I'll give you an example. I was always bullied. I told you that because my mother tried to kill me several times. So I would bring people that used to bully me. So when I started to teach workshops, I had someone come into my workshop and pretend it was their workshop. They were so angry. I moved to a town and I was like, just so used to doing my thing that I didn't think of. I was stepping on anyone's toes, but in the spiritual community, you do have some people that aren't a hundred percent healed. And it was, you know, God saying, well, I'm going to make you, you heal your issue of being afraid and not always looking for someone to protect you. And I'm going to kick this person's rear end because they've been saying they were going to do a full moon, whatever down here for the past five years. And they've been sitting on their ass, not doing anything. So it's again, I'm going to use both of you two people again, because that's what he does. He brings people into our life to trigger us, to make us look at ourselves. And here I'm at, and I'm at the thing. And these, I have these bully girls come into my workshop, pretending one takes out a video camera and he goes, hey, we're at the new moon. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like what I used to do and literally I hear my head, God say to me, oh, is that how you're going to handle this? The, oh my gods, <laughs> that's always what I used to do. Mm -hmm. He was like, that's not going to help you. And so I was like, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to effing, 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 going into my curse. And God's like, you're teaching the spiritual workshop that would not be very wise of you. You have a lot of people here. So I had literally for a split second, I didn't mean I didn't have anxiety. I had a lot of anxiety. I had anxiety. I could feel the pins and needles in my arm. And I was, but in that moment, in the now, I got divine guidance and I got up into that girl's video camera. I said, yes, but this is my meetup group. And we're here at spiritual, holistic and spiritual transitions. And the girl started to get out of her camera and I pulled it back in. I said, where are you going, darling? Come back into the camera. I said, this is my meetup group, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like funny. And then she was like, took the camera and she was like, not. And I took the phone and I was like, now we'll post that on up to Facebook. Thanks, darling. Like, and what God was like saying, and everybody sat there and watched. The entire class just sat there and watched. And then the workshop went down and everyone left except for one girl. And one girl looks at me and she goes, you handled that so good. I can't believe it. And all I could think of is you bitch. You sat there and you watched. You should have said something and God saying, see, you're still looking for someone to save you. You didn't need nobody to save you, Laura. Mm -hmm. No one ever needs to save you. You told her exactly where it was and they got the message and you did it with balance this time. You didn't cower and go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and say nothing like you used to. And you didn't get up there like a crazy person like you used to. You did it 
You found your balance, meaning I integrated the spiritual lesson. And you know what that did? That earned me a lot of respect within this community. It's like, because then they said, and then the next time God said, well, you know, that girl that came into your workshop, you should offer her a reading. And like, and I, I did. And then I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I, and I called my friend, that's a psychic. I said, am I going to have a problem? And she goes, if you don't give her a good reading, <laughs> well, and I said, oh my God, why did I, she came to my house. I gave her the best reading. It was like, she went, wee, like went so away from me, like, like she was ready to take down uh-huh. my business. And God said, you better give her a reading and show her exactly what you're made of because you're stepping on her turf. She came, you come down here. I don't know where this woman lives here. It was like, and she's mad because she didn't have the confidence. But guess what? You put a light underneath her butt and now she's angry because she's seeing you doing what she wants to do in her town. So, but she didn't have the same psychic capabilities that I have. And when then I challenged for her and I said, I didn't take nothing from you. You're not doing what you need to do. And guess what? Now she's a big healer in the community, but she found her own spiritual path. Meaning God was saying, there's enough to go around, honey. Stop bullying her. Right. Get and that's what she needed to be told. But I needed to, again, learn how to stand up for myself with balance. Which, again, with the spiritual lesson, meaning without that integration and without understanding like, cause we get put into those situations. So my intuition was what told me how to handle that. And that happened in the moment that happened in the now. And it only happened because I was doing what I loved and I had to think for a moment. Otherwise, if I didn't think and I reacted the way I always did, my life would have been over as a healer down here. Mm-hmm. And that's what God said. Well, listen, it's showtime, honey. It's showtime. Did you learn anything? And apparently it goes, oh, I guess you did learn something. I thought, oh my God, when I was done, I felt like I had a heart attack. I said, I said, oh my God, it was horrible. And God said, it wasn't really horrible. You told everybody where it was. The next drum circle, there was twice as many people. I met a drummer that helped me. Like there was a lot of things that happened that night for, for me that it was like, that it was a distinguished wait, and I want you to know, I didn't even know how to drum. <laughs> when I went there and spirit said, have a drum circle. It was like, have it, have something free for your community, have it on the beach, the next full moon. So I did. And boy, like I said, you, I stepped on toes, but when I went there and the girls, they tried to take over the drums and everything. The one guy that I had met, he was, I wound up talking to him and he wound up taking over and then he invited all his friends and he merged with my group. And then they showed up at my drum circle, like guests, mm-hmm. like they were guests now at my, at my thing, because I had merged what God had did was he brought someone bigger than they were that knew how to, that was talented with that, that they weren't going to go up against him. And then my capability, they were like, we can't do anything with her because she's already established and she actually showed us she's she's better than us mm-hmm. in that. I mean, where this girl is a great yoga woman and she does a lot of different beautiful healing things and she has her own gifts that are a lot different than mine. So she again needed to like ground her gifts enough 
so that she could see, and that was only through the act of doing. And the act of doing is when we're getting that intuition. Otherwise, why are you getting your intuition? You're getting intuition, not just to survive. That's the whole point. If you're in survival, that's why my intuition is strong. I lived in survival. Mm-hmm. But God says, but I'm not survival. I'm thrive. I'm love. So now I live in a very supportive environment with people that love me. I'm, I'm, I do a lot of things within my community. I've created this support. And now I'm able to see, oh, I can tap into my intuition while I'm manifesting to thrive now. I don't need to get the act on my intuition, steal that $20 from the register right now because I can actually pay my babysitter. I don't need to react. I can actually, you know, creatively, intuitively come up with how I can make the money. Right. It's like, and this is, this is why, again, uh, how we heal and this is how we can actually change, change a life. Otherwise, I don't really, I mean, the synchronicities, yeah, you can see synchronicities, but it's again, I don't think it would be every day or as consecutively. And the more that you feed your psychic ability, the more that it grows because your brain's a muscle. So you're constantly, it becomes like, like the way that you and I are talking right now. It's just second nature. You know how to talk. Mm-hmm. Like your psychic ability becomes like that too, because you're continuously using it. Otherwise people are like, I don't know if that's anxiety or intuition right can everybody be fixed oh yeah everybody can be fixed it's like listen the masters were the disasters remember that it's like every master was a disaster before they started it's again they learned through the art of doing and it's again that's the whole point and in the bible god says i work my best through the most broken the glass the, the, the pottery jars or the jars that had the most cracks and the most broken displayed the most light, meaning that his glory worked through the most broken and the most damaged. Why? So that people could be like, oh, my God, look at that person. Who is that person? How is that person? How did you become different? What did you do? How is that? That's why. It's again, so there is no such thing as so much damage. And it's again, what's damaged to one, like, like, like I said, the guy that had, uh, I tell people this story, the guy that won the Olympics with one foot, you know, he had, they made the flipper for him, mm-hmm. runner. Well, it's again, he was told his whole life that he wouldn't be able to run. It's like, what did that do to his mind? I can, I'm limited because this is true. I only do have one foot. And what God says is, it's nothing's broken. Everything's divine. Everything's the way it's supposed to be. You weren't supposed to have that like that. That was that. So again, but you taught people that you can win the Olympics and you can run. You're just not going to do it the way that they do it. Just the same as I was told, you're never going to make it out of high school. Sorry to my parents. Your daughter's not very smart. You don't know where to put her. We Mm -hmm. put her in special ed. She's not doing well. We left her back. We're not doing well. It's again, yeah, in that environment, I wasn't. In that, but did they try and do something different? No, they didn't. So it's again, so what I'm saying is one size doesn't fit all. It's again, and sometimes that's our spiritual lesson and our or our spiritual wound we're walking into, which is the catalyst for spiritual healing. So it's again those 
spiritual issues that happen that we say, oh, it's not fair or God abandoned me or God, whatever. It's like, no, they were actually supposed to happen. Again, a lot of times through healing and through for, again, to learn, to learn the true relationship with, with God. And, and you are building a stronger psychic awareness. So before the, before we started recording, you mentioned something about a spiritual war going on. Were you talking about a war like between God and the devil? I think like what, well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because it's like this war was talked about in actually in Revelations when God said he would come again. He said he would come again through the consciousness of man. So when I'm saying that there's a spiritual war going on, there's a spiritual war that's happening of the mind. And it is one between God and the devil. And the devil is not a man with a pitchfork. The devil is the ego, is again, one that's self-gratifying. So again, when we look at people like Jeffrey Epstein that bought people, you know, he bought people like you're you're mm-hmm. and and i own 12 islands and i have so much again food money grid like for millions of people over and that person is starving it's like but it's okay because i am my own god i am my own god and i can do whatever that's the devil it was like because it's like you're not supposed to buy people it's like you're not better than anyone. So we're cre- the, what the world is creating now is that there's between big corporation, big business. When you look at big business and you look at the government and you look at Hollywood and you look at, again, the financial difference, even, even on Wall Street, how you know, everyone wanted to buy that stock that just came out, but not, it wasn't available to everyone, such as the green stock, mm-hmm. how Nancy Pelosi bought the green stock about two days before it closed, but that wasn't open to you. Right. It wasn't open to me either. So they've created this thing where they're here and you're here. And so it's, again, that is now where I'm going to become dependent on those people, especially if you're going to bring in all these illegal immigrants into the country and they're going to fight for your jobs. They're going to fight for, they're not, remember, they're not coming in with any money. They're not coming in with any jobs. They're not coming in with any homes. They're not coming in with any food. They're not really coming in with any money. So they're going to fight for your jobs. They're going to fight for your stuff. And so you're going to have people then have that have already been living from this limitation of there's barely enough to go around because I was barely making it as it was, was barely making ends meet the middle class. A lot of the middle class were more like lower middle class because they're working and the debt and everything. So now you're going to create this, which is going to create a lot of fear. So what happens if I'm living from fear? It means that my behaviorisms are going to be from that. And it's also going to mean that I'm going to be conditioning my nervous system to live in fear, which then if I'm living in fight, flight, or freeze, I'm coming from a more reactive state. I'm coming from a more paranoid state. I'm coming from a more, again, limitation state, which is again, outside of love. God is love. Fear is not love, but they're creating this fear. Again, love 
And I'm not saying that all of it's wrong. You, there, I'm not saying that there was no COVID. There is a COVID. I'm not saying that there isn't, but there's also a lot of stuff that's going on that's not healthy. That's not, that there's a fair amount that is, and there's a fair amount that's not. And the, the stuff that's not needed to come out, again, to create awareness. And the awareness is that one president can't screw up the entire world, just as one president can't save the entire world. It's technically impossible. It's the fact that we as a society have to. And now if you notice, why does big business do it? Why? Because they live in alignment. Why? Look at Hollywood. What do you think if you talk to like a lot of Hollywood actors, they'll tell you, I get up and meditate. I get up and have a spiritual practice. I get up and do this. I get up and, and they live in alignment with laws again, but they're using them to benefit themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it to benefit the world. They're saying, no, we kind of like it like this, where you're here and we're here. So it's, again, the spiritual war that's happening is of the mind. And it's because they're creating a scenario that is, if you look at it, saying, well, that is happening. So that would create a behaviorism. And the behaviorism is one that if I'm living in fear all the time, it's going to make me actually form addictions because I don't feel good. There's actually an energetic, and this is where alchemy comes in play and metaphysics come in play, because there's an actual feeling of like when you're in survival mode that I'm tired I'm lethargic I don't feel well because that first adrenal gland that's associated with the root chakra which is telling me I'm not safe which tells me I have no connection to God again the divinity doesn't matter here remember their dialogue is that you have no divinity of self which is a God part of self it's again meaning this is what you get and this is how you do it whatever so when that is your you're really creating this society or they're really creating a society that is going to become more stupider because again, you can't think and, and process information when you're living in survival mode and you're worried about paying your bills and you're worried about your safety and you're worried about things that you shouldn't have to be worried about and you don't have any ground. The ground is God. The ground is no matter what's going on in my world, God is still God and God's still inside me. So if I can imagine it, I can create it. It means that I need to ground and put the energy towards it. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to make it difficult for you. They'll make it difficult for you, but God is still strong and God will still win. And that's the symbolization that Christ died three days after he was crucified. And God said, I had to do that. He had to die to prove that we won. It's just you and more now, he's saying. One day when heaven mm -hmm. will be on earth, he goes, you're more now. So, and what they're trying to do is they're creating this dialogue. And the fear is that, is like the pedophying. Again, like the, the, the that it's okay to like, it's with the kids and, 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 and listen, you might say, well, we don't really know that. Well, we definitely know that there's human trafficking going on. We know that there is a lot of things that they're saying that, that, that are true, that they'll even admit to. They're like, well, that's just what happens when you take down a wall. Well, they put up a wall. It's like, but you took down the wall, but you're putting up another wall around the White House. So again, we're not allowed to be safe. You're allowed to be safe. Got it. So it's again, this double dialogue, which again, gets you to think, 
again, and like that you're not safe or that you're not enough. So it's again, a war of the mind because, and when we're talking spiritual, we're only in physical form to learn it to manifest. The spirit is of the mind, the connection with spirit. If you have ESP, it's of the mind. It's like, oh, I knew you were going to call me. I knew it, Gary. I knew you were going to call me. You'd be like, yeah, because I, you know, we had an interview, you know, like, right. you know, you'd, it's like, or I knew my mother was going to call me. How'd you know that? I could, because I kept seeing her in my head. It's like, or I kept feeling her. It's again, the connection is to the heart it's a, and the mind. It's not in the physical form. So it's like a constant gaslighting, which again, what happens with people that gaslight? They think that they're crazy. They think that there's something wrong with them and their behaviorisms are built on that. That's why it's a war because it's, again, they're saying they're not, you, if you're not, you're not coming from your truth and the, what you're actually entitled to have, which are, is your birthright. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you were born, you have, you have purpose and you're here to create it. It's like, and they're trying to say, well, no, if, if it's in, in agreements with what we have to say. And that's why I'm saying it's like, it's not one or the other. It's, it's all of it. Meaning it's, it's all of it. It's all about, it's all about every single like layer of, you know, consciousness. You know, there is like um, spiritual and ancestral and paranormal and there's all these different layers that we don't see in our society and so we're told that it's not and so but the main thing is if you understood spirituality and you really understood spiritual laws you'd understand that nothing is seen everything's built on faith and everything's built on you know energy so it's again like, and what we manifest, the end result is what you see. Hmm. That was pretty heavy. <laughs> I know, but I, <laughs> it, it is because it's heavy times. I mean, spiritual war is not something to be light about there's a lot of people that are terrified about what's going on in the world right now and they might say well i'm not really all into like the what do they call conspiracy theories no but there's a little bit of truth to all of them mm -hmm. to all of them and all of it is wrong like and the only thing that's right is is to be able to come from your truth and and i only say that because you're going to create the best life and outcome for mm -hmm. your life so like like for me personally like you know i don't vote or take part in any of that kind of stuff yeah. in fact i don't even really care in fact you'll you know, care if they take your rights away from you though hmm? you'll care if they take your rights away from you and tell you that you can't like do like do your video show let's just say and they say that you can't do you know driving your car on certain days mm -hmm. and if they start limiting you and taking your rights away you would care well yes and no i mean personally i'm kind of like an old school anarchist i kind of believe in no government no police no law and no money in the complete rewilding of society. 
Yeah, but the th truth of the matter is, is that th that would be great. But the thing is, you don't have that. What you have is that people are going to say, well, okay, well, the government is taking over. And that's what I'm saying. It's like if the government wasn't taking over and they were saying, okay, like, let it be mm -hmm. like everybody do their thing, that would be great. But they're not. What they're saying is, we're going to limit you. Right. You and our anachronism is actually is all about no limitation. That's why there is no police. That's why there's no government. That's why there isn't. They're saying free thinking, free whatever. Mm -hmm. like, and what they're saying to you is no, 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 no. There's no free thinking for you. It's the way that we're telling you to think. Hmm. That's what the problem is with what, what society, if they were saying, do what you want, I'd be like, hey, go for it. Every man for himself. I could deal with that too, but I cannot deal with them saying, nope, if you don't do this, you need to get a vaccination. You mm -hmm. need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You can't get on the plane unless you do this. You can't go here. You can't talk about this. We told you not to talk about this. And you're talking about it. No freedom of speech. You're not allowed to do this. Anarchy is the exact opposite of what they're doing. It is. Yeah. Right. That's why yeah. I'm saying it's like it's like if it was that way, it's but it's not. It's like anarchy would be actually better than what's happening. And I'm not for anarchy. I believe <laughs> it should be some sort of structure because uh -huh. there's too many people that don't know what they're doing. I'm actually considered more of a conservative, even though I've, I'm anything but conservative. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not conservative. Christian metaphysics, that's a contradiction, oxymoron all in itself. And do I look like a, a spiritualist? No. It's like, do I tell, talk like one? No. It's like, uh, but I believe in in the fact that there's a lot of people. I believe in systems, and I believe the systems work, and I believe they're to keep us safe and teach people because mm -hmm. not everyone is coming from the same consciousness, and not everybody knows. And it would just be mayhem. It would just be complete. Like like, I don't really want mayhem. I right. want I want peace. That's what I want. I just want peace. I mm -hmm. want everyone happy and peaceful. But being that some people are not happy unless they're here and you're here, I'm not for that. And I'm not for that. I need to like shrink down because I already had to do that. And that doesn't work for me. Uh -huh. Like to, to, I want to be able to be true to myself. Right. And again, and the, and I don't think that that's a lot lot to ask. No, that's, but, what, that's what everybody wants. Right. But what they're saying is, no, you cannot be true to yourself. You can only, unless that you can only be true to yourself if it follows this regiment and this dialogue. And uh, that's the problem that I have. It's hmm. like where that, that's not true. It's like, it's, that's like saying the one size fits all. The man that had one foot that couldn't win the Olympics because he wanted to run track, couldn't win. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. It's like, I might not do it your way. So what you're saying is unless you do it, I do it your way. And do, which is impossible because you're not going to give me the same resources that you gave yourself for me to create that way. Right. 
then that's going to keep me limited. And I have a huge problem with that. Yes, I do. It's like, because it's unfair. And I think that that's what the majority of people see. They don't care. Large majority don't even feel the same way that you do. Mm -hmm. Meaning I didn't vote for anybody. The choices were slim and horrible, whichever one you chose. So, and the situation is just a, a crap show. So it's like, you know, that's how people feel because mm-hmm. we've come to a place within evolution where we can't say it's up to one man. There's too many other people. And this is why anarchy wouldn't work. There's too many people out there that don't know how to live in accordance with the laws of nature and the laws of the universe, never mind the laws of God, which are actually the same exact thing, but they don't know. So they're going to, again, come at you and be like, why do you have that house? And I don't have that house. What mm-hmm. do you think of the immigrants that come in are going to be like that don't have anything? A lot of them. A lot of them are criminals. So they're like, again, why do you have and I don't have? It's like, I want those things too. But the difference is I work for mine. Oh, but there's tell you, well, now you have to share. Now you're being greedy and selfish and one-sided if you don't want to give half of yours up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to. It's again, but now that's, is that wrong? I don't think that that's wrong, but that makes me too conservative because I don't want to give half mine away. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, but are they expected to give half their money away? No, they're again, getting richer and richer and richer. So it's again, the divide it's not even an anagarchy thing. It's literally like a, we're going to put place you here. Mm-hmm. So we are here. And if you, again, even understand spiritual scripture, it does say, don't pray to false gods. Mm-hmm. Don't like, you know, worship these people. And it's like, kind of like Hollywood. It's like they got paid so much money. But do they really honor us? Do they, again, do they appreciate us on the same level? No, they don't even care. They look down on us, a lot of them, like, again, peasants. So, again, when you give someone that much power, it's like over you, then what do you think happens? This is what happens. And so we've come to a place within evolution is again that you can't shoot an email around the world in a half a second and not know how you created cancer or in your body or you can't go off and make money like you're miserable working again doing that it's like like instead of thriving and surviving we've come to a place within evolution that we have no choice but to you know really look at ourselves and say, where do I really feel victimized? Where do I really feel like compromised in my life? And what do I not like about myself in my life? And that's shadow healing. And it is spiritual healing, but it's also on a collective level, so much more and bigger, because I believe that those are the things that are manifested on such a deep, like level ancestral level and that they've been for many years and we've as a society have adapted to them and on some ways the anarchy idea is not bad because everything needs to like just get wiped away and we got to start all over again and god says well what do you think revelations was 
when I, you know, told Noah to make the boat to get mm-hmm. everybody because the world was going to end. It was a do-over. And then I said it would happen again. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing different things manifest to, as that. So again, slowly people, but what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, while this is happening, we'll get rid of this. We'll rewrite the laws. We'll rewrite like what's happened in history. We'll do this. We'll do this. But what do you think will happen? The same mistakes in the past will be, will happen again. Or now like instead you'll be suppressing a different culture instead of it being black, it might be white or it Mm -hmm. might be, you know, a different culture it's like because you're not educating you're not spiritually educating you're manipulating again to gaslight to get people to think a certain way so that's why it's a spiritual war that's happening because it's like some of those things are truly happening but they're disguised and then there are things that are happening that they're not bringing to the forefront that we're all like clearly can see are happening Right. Well, it's definitely good that you've written your books and you're getting your message out to 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 help people with 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 uh, with everything that's going on. Yeah, that's I feel like again, it's everything's divine order. Like, I mean, that's why I feel like the systems, and it will will help because that's the whole thing. Spiritual war. Once people know. I mean, they can fight back. They, everyone has the power to change their destiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the poem Footprints, I always say, when the guy says, like, through the hardest times of my life, there's one set of footprints here, God, like that on this beach. And God says, yeah, those are my footprints. I carried you. Right. And I was like, well, what the hell was I doing the whole time that you were carrying me? And he was like, you ain't in your passion. Mm-hmm. You ain't Christ died for your passion for life. So you were in that passion and you again got through it because your choice of focus is your greatest tool in the spiritual war, whether that's a personal spiritual war, something bad happening in your life, like a death or a breakup or losing somebody or a collective personal war. Again, because they don't have power over your mind. Mm. And then again, when in that flow, I'm seeing the signs and synchronicities that are alerting my intuition to take action. And then I'm living my bliss and they, and the devil don't got me. Right. See, that's again, the devil's trying to try, doesn't want you to meet God, but God says, I already won. Mm-hmm. That's the symbolization of Christ rising from the dead. You in war now, but I won already because there's no time or space. So it was already prophesized. So we just have to get into position and you say, well, why? Because you're evolving. And part of that evolution might be for you being like, well, I ain't coming back here next time. (laughs) This was my last time here. And God says, yes. And I made that possible. So because, because you learn these lessons in this life. So you didn't have to come back next lifetime Mm -hmm. so that you became wise from it. So you were able to leave behind something better than what was before. Great. So uh, before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you and also find your radio show in your books? Um, well, through my website, pureenergyhealer.com is my website. And I have my books and my Oracle system on there, but they're also on Amazon. 
and they're also on Etsy. Thing is, my books are published through Amazon, so the books are really easily found mm -hmm. through Amazon. But the cards, because they were self-published, they hide them. Even if you type in my name or in the name of the deck, you still can't find them. You have to have the exact number, which a lot of people don't have. So it's best to go to my website or Etsy for the cards. Um, but a lot of times people buy the Oracle book separate. If they buy the any book separate, they can buy it on Amazon. But if they're going to buy one by the system, they should mm -hmm. go and buy it through like my website just because it's easier or Etsy. And that's through the pure energy healer. They can find it or just typing my name. I have a lot of stuff online. They'll find it. And they can friend me on Facebook by going to Laura Schwamm. Mm -hmm. And I have a big empaths and sensitive group of over 30,000 people. It's a support group for empaths and sensitives to learn how to, you know, master your sensitivity. But it's also like a fun group. I post up a lot of fun things and a Christian metaphysical group on Facebook. So if anyone wants to connect through that way, they can. And that's going to be a support um, a support group from my Christian metaphysical school that I'm launching in the late spring. It's going to be an online Christian metaphysical school that teaches people mindfulness and healing and um emotional intelligence and there will be a christian quest program that teaches again a lot about the christian metaphysics awesome so if you email me all those links i'll put them in the notes of this episode uh, that way when my listeners are listening they can go on there and check all that out okay yeah and then you'll have to give me the link so i get it also share it as well oh absolutely i'll email you when i when i post it'll be about a week okay yeah yeah take your time. like i said i just wanted to like because like I said I'd like to share it as oh, yeah. well absolutely mm -hmm. and I will definitely I'll uh I'll mail you everything you might have to proofread I'm not the greatest speller you can edit <laughs> all that out okay. no problem <laughs> you'd be like what did she write <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me on your show you're welcome thanks for being on yeah all right, hang on one second. I'm just going to play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise. To support the costs of producing this podcast, click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.